Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. And the Minnesota Wild game six tonight. It's an elimination game for the Wild. And you'll hear the pregame at 7.30. Actually, a 6 o'clock pre-pregame here on 101 ESPN with Alex Ferrario. And I believe that uh, he's going to be joined by BK and by Tanner. So that'll be fun. And I'm sure at some point throughout the course of the day after this segment, we'll hear from Jeremy Rutherford on these airwaves as well. Our Blues Insider from The Athletic is with us on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Everything's good. Okay, you've been listening because you do every morning, and we do appreciate that. Uh, the Blues win Game 6 if fill-in-the-blank. Yeah, I was thinking about this as you uh, teased before the break. Uh, Randy, Michelle, I think the Blues win Game 6 tonight if they are able to weather what I think is going to be a big storm from Minnesota. And who knows when's that, when that's going to happen. Is that going to happen You know, right at the puck drop? Is it going to be late first period, early second Second period, I just know that this Minnesota team is not going to go down without a fight. I think they're going to come hard. And I think if the Blues have the mentality where it's like, yeah, no, thanks for trying. You know, here's your door prize. See you later. Then I think that uh, the Blues will have their best chance of winning. There's going to be a storm at some time, and the Blues have to get through it if they want to win this one. Just to clarify, JR, what are the elements of this storm? Are you talking from a physicality standpoint? Are you talking about from an intensity standpoint? Give us the elements here. Yeah, I think it's going to be a, a sprinkle of everything. I think it's going to be physicality. I think they're going to, you know, I think that uh, Gloria, Felino, these guys are going to come hitting like we saw a little bit of uh, from the Blues in that last game. And I think, uh, you know, they're going to come and, and try to score some goals. They haven't been able to do that. You know, I did a little breakdown today of what Jordan Bennington and the Blues defense has been doing to try to take them out of that. Uh, but I think once your situation is what the Wilds is tonight, you know, you finish second, uh, great season for them. And then to uh, be in a position where he could be eliminated tonight, we're going to see their best. Hey, JR, why has the Blues game, and it's not just Jordan Bennington stopping pucks, but why have they been more effective since he got between the pipes? Yeah, it's because of his puck play. And it's something, you know, you always try to keep an ear open in those press conferences for something that uh, becomes a trend with the coach. So in this example, Craig Berube, after game four with Jordan Bennington, said his puck play was just great. You know, day off, he says the puck play was great. Game five, he says he really played the puck well. So you catch on to – and we're seeing that. We see that with our own eyes. But when the coach keeps bringing it up, you know, you really want to dive into it. And so that's what I did yesterday. I looked at a bunch of a film of Jordan Bennington, and you see it. So every time the puck goes into the zone, you have Blues defensemen doing a really good job of standing up 
the wild forwards at the blue line so they, they don't get much speed coming in. They can't get in on the forecheck and create loose pucks and turnovers and you know regain possession after they do dump it in. And what you're seeing with Jordan Bennington, guys, is he's finding that puck. He's looking up. He's being aware. You see it in the video. He'll either find a guy on his forehand or he'll backhand it to the other defenseman on the other side, and they clear the puck out. So Minnesota never gets a chance to establish anything. We've known for a few years he's been a good puck handler, but it's really shining here in this series. JR, we knew that Vladimir Tarasenko would likely have a breakout game at some point in this series, and we saw it in the third period of Game 5. And you have a great piece up at The Athletic about this, and I don't know if it's Kaprizov shining in the first period and Vladimir Tarasenko saying to the other Russian-born player, no, no, hold my beer, as you suggested. It's my time to shine. But it just kind of felt like this was inevitable from Vladimir Tarasenko in this series, no? Yeah, no, you're exactly right. And as I was watching Kaprizov go off in that first period, I was like, wow, this is impressive. I mean, that play that he made on that second goal, that shot, I mean, that's just as elite as it comes. And you sit there and you think, you know, are we really going to be writing in a couple days that the Blues lost and Tarasenko didn't do much and Kaprizov was the star? And, you know, not necessarily a changing of the guard. There's a lot of good young Russian players in the league. Uh, But, uh, you know, Vladdy, you get to that third period, so much on the line. Now, if he would have scored a goal and got the Blues back into it, I would have said, wow, you know, he's he's stepping up here. Uh, but to score three, including the empty netter, just a crazy third period for him uh, really shows his leadership and that he was holding some accountability for himself there in the third period. And uh, and at the end of the night, even with what Kaprizov did, Vladdy was the story. And it was an unbelievable scoring year in the NHL. Obviously, you you have a guy like Matthews get to 60, and you had multiple players, a lot of players, over 40 goals. But Vladdy, who's been on the cover of NHL 2K in the past, seems to me down the stretch and with a game like the other night, can reestablish himself as one of the elite guys in the league. Yeah, I think he can. I think there's enough superstars and good young players that I don't know that you know, he can be one of those top five faces in the league anymore when you do have Matthews and McDavid and, and those guys. But I'll tell you what, he is he's right there with the way he's played. Uh, maybe that next tier where everybody knows that when you play St. Louis, Vladimir Tarasenko has a chance to score three in the third period and beat you. So, you know, maybe, you know, that phase of his career has passed a little bit. But, Randy, I, I think you're right. I think that if he can still continue to produce like the way he did in the regular season and with what he did the other night, he can still be one of those guys. Jerry, some discussion about who might be in net for the Minnesota Wild tonight. Do you think that they'll stick with Marc-Andre Fleury, or do you think that they'll pull the Cam Talbot card heading into Game 6? Yeah, it's a good question. So we haven't had any signals yet. I know Dean Evison said yesterday there would be some changes. He wasn't going to reveal those. But they've been really strong with sticking with that decision to go with uh, Marc-Andre Fleury. You know, could they mix it up? You know, Fleury's been part of a couple goals, you know, communication or letting them in uh, lately here that's kind of changed things a little bit. So, I guess I could see him going to Cam Talbot, but gosh, you know, 13-0-3 down the stretch, but now he's been sitting for a couple weeks. So can you really, you know, throw him into a series? He hasn't played a minute and expect him to perform well. He hasn't played great in St. Louis when he's been here. Um, So I think it's going to be what everybody's going to be looking at on the ice this morning to see who comes off the ice first for the Wild. JR, one of the things we saw in games two and three specifically was the Blues kind of running around for a hit. And they've calmed things down, and that's been a big part of the reason that they've won the last couple. And we we talk about whether it's a goalie change or adjustments by Dean Evason with Minnesota. Do you think that there's any desire on their part to get even more physical, or do they need to get back to a more skilled lineup tonight? 
to me, both teams that have tried to be overly physical, it's it's uh, not worked out for them. And that includes the Blues, who did that uh, earlier in the series, and were just hitting everything. To me, you have to find your hits. Like, Braden Shen leveling Kaprizov in that last game, you know, if you find a hit like that, uh, great. Uh, but if you have, you know, two and three, four guys headhunting, I don't think it's uh, it's paid off for either team. So to me, you know, with Minnesota tonight, yeah, they need to be physical, but that doesn't that shouldn't be their number one priority. And to answer your question, I don't think you know Everson is going to be looking to put together a lineup that's going to go uh, looking to to knock the Blues around tonight. You know, they they got to find some goals, they got to get in uh, on the forecheck and create some zone time, so on and so forth. Uh, but he's got to find a, a lineup that's going to be responsible and that at the at the end of the day is going to be able to produce. JR, some of us have to get up super early in the morning and have <laughs> thought that these 8.30 p.m. puck drops have been a little ridiculous. I see you tweet yesterday that it's going to be an 8.50 puck drop for Game 6 tonight. What's up with that? Yeah, how about that? So yesterday I was doing that work on that Bennington story and uh, somebody texts me and, you know, your phone beeps and it's sitting next to you and you look down and first you see who it is and then you see what what it says and i look down and it says 850 puck drop like oh come on (laughs) you gotta be kidding me so i was feeling for you guys first thanks jr i appreciate (laughs) it we do appreciate that a lot that's brutal you know gary batman can't you put in a word we need an earlier start yeah no i got zero pull on that (laughs) so little inside hockey here aside from the the contract and getting a, a lot of good advice from friends when he made the move to the athletic one of the big things for jeremy rutherford was to get away from deadlines so that's one of the nice things about tonight right it is, it is. I, I'll tell you what, though. Uh, so we have an editing desk, and I won't get too far off in the weeds here, but, uh, you know, they, they close about 2, 2.30 in the morning. So while you don't have that 11, 30, 12 deadline that I had at the uh, Post-Dispatch, I do have, uh, you know, 2 o'clock in the morning. And what happens, maybe there's writers listening. What As a writer, you take all the time that you are allotted. And mm-hmm. so a lot of times, if, if you had a, de- a midnight deadline, you'd finish it quicker. But I seem to let it drag out for some reason. I don't know. So... Um, but yeah, you're right, Randy. It's it's nice to have those extra couple hours to kind of put together the, the story about the game. Who sticks around, if anybody? For example, tonight, if the, you have uh, double overtime between the Kings and the Oilers, and that starts at nine o'clock. So, does somebody <laughs> stick around for the end of that one? No, no. I think uh, you know we're usually we're usually out of there by about two. I think you know in terms of editors sticking around to edit those late game stories. Yeah, they probably have a West Coast editor that'll stick around uh, for that one. And then if not, uh, get picked up in the morning. So we'll get them all edited. We don't want any typos in those stories that you read. But, yeah, a lot of people pulling some late hours to to get this coverage on the website. Well, we love it. We love the work that you do, and we appreciate you joining us as our Blues Insider. Have a a great day. Get a nap in before that 8.50 puck drop tonight. Yeah, we'll do that. I saw Justin Falk in Minnesota coming out of the elevator heading for the uh, his nap, and I said, have a good nap, and he said, you too. You guys need one right those stories. So. <laughs> All right, thanks a lot. All right, JR, take it easy. Jeremy Rutherford with us on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The College Football Playoff Committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the College Football Playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. 
While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.